Hello, this is Nathan. The podcast episode 173 is just about on its way, but we're going to record a little bit now, a five, ten minute conversation uh, about a uh, transfer story that, that kind of developed yesterday afternoon and, and throughout the evening uh, and obviously after we'd filmed the podcast and recorded the podcast. So let's go straight on with it, Joe, before the, the, the main part of the show starts. Uh, Matt Doherty to, uh, to Spurs. Uh, look, I mean, this has gathered pace pretty quickly uh, in the afternoon, early evening and going into the going, going throughout the night. Uh, where do you see things happening? Uh, where, where are negotiations at this time between Wolves and Tottenham? Yeah, um, I will say it looks it looks a bit ominous, really. Um, he, there's not there's no, there's nothing been agreed yet, formally agreed, but he spurs his number one target. Um, Mourinho wants him, wants to get him in, and you know it's it's hard to. I think it's going to be hard to deny Spurs. To be honest, um, it's the, the the fee that has been quoted. My first inkling, I'm sure everybody's inkling, was that it looks low. Um, Twelve million rising to sixteen million is what's widely been said. Heard nothing to dispute that either. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a difficult one because I think at some point we were all braced for a serious approach for a Wolves player or you know a Wolves player potentially leaving this summer didn't think it'd be Doc though um, don't know if it was a bit naive to think that um, but you know just being so synonymous with Wolves nothing against his performances because he's a top class right back as we, you know right wing back for Wolves as, we, as we've discussed um, you know the second most creative Defender that the Premier League has had over the past couple of years, second only to, to to Trent Alexander-Arnold. So that shows you just how integral he has been. Um, but I thought it would be, you know, perhaps Raul or Adama. Um, yeah, but but it, it, it's Doc and um, ten years, exceptional service. If you look at it one way, they got him for seventy-five grand, and they're going to get, you know, around. You know, twelve to sixteen million for him. You can look at it as a as a hefty profit that way. But on the other side of the coin, um, you know, Spurs, if they get that deal through for that price, they'll be they'll be patting themselves on the back. They'll be thinking, you know, we've done a great piece of business here. Joe, he's he's twenty eight years old, right? He's been like you say, he's been he's just celebrated ten years at the club. He's come through the academy. For me, he's the second best right wing back in the country. Uh, only Trent Alexander Arnold, I think, is, is is the number one. But you look at everybody else in that Premier League, and you look how integral he is to Wolves. I'm not sure whether he will be as much to Spurs because they play a slightly different system. But especially in that wing back role, where wing back wing backs are so important uh, with Wolves, I'm staggered, and I mean staggered. I put this out last night. I'd be stunned if he sold in that region because, for me. If on the same day that Ben Chilwell goes to Chelsea, albeit he's a younger player and he's a left back, for fifty million quid, and then you're quoting the second best right wing back in the country for twelve million quid, rides to sixteen, you know, on add-ons or if they get in the Champions League or, or whatever. I, I'm I'm staggered unless they've got an absolute superstar coming in. I'm not talking about, you know, Maitland Nars, I'm talking about an absolute superstar coming in. 
I don't I don't understand it. I, I really don't understand it. I put a poll out last night with transfer fees and what you think his market value is. And I think his, his market value, his intrinsic value is, is I, I agree with a lot of other people, that he, it is more for Wolves and in the Wolves setup than it is for other clubs maybe looking from the outside. But that means to say with a, a guy who's still got three years on his contract to be worth £12 million, I'm absolutely stunned, stunned. Yeah, another thing to, to factor in is that Bohemians are due 10% um, as well. They insert a sell-on clause. So they'd get a, what would it be, 1.2 rising to 1.6. So, you know, you, you perhaps take out the agent fee and things like that. It'd probably be around 10 million that you'd get um, initially. Um, yeah, it's... it's it's uh, As I say, I think there's always going to be a time where they'd get rid of a player but you've got to think that they've got irons in the fire and you know a, a wing back was was already a, for me a priority position um with Johnny Castro Otto's injury but now you you're looking at getting two in um James Tompkins James, James Tompkins went for 10 million quid to Crystal Palace in 2006 I mean I know you you've, you've got you've got outliers everywhere but at the same time like I, I just I just don't understand it I don't understand the move and the price um but, like you said, and, and, and you know, agents and agent cuts and agent fees, maybe that's where you can see the, uh, the I guess, why this, this deal could happen if you want to kind of explain it further. Yeah, George Mendes is, is Doherty's agent. Um, and that's, course, is that his change? When, when, when did that change take place? When he around the time he signed that new Wolves contract, which mm-hmm. I believe was last year. Um, yeah, so George Mendes, he's Doc as his agent, and we know George Mendes is links to Wolves and obviously links to Nuno, but he has heavy links to, to Jose Mourinho as well. And, you know, Mourinho is keen on the player. He, it's his number one target. He wants to get him in uh, to be that first choice right back at Spurs. Yes, in a different system, um, and you, you do have reservations, slight reservations over whether he'd be as good in a, in, a, in a back four than he has been in the five because that that wing-back role does seem ready-made for him. His, his ability to get on the end of crosses and ghosting at the back stick, it, it, it plays into that perfectly. But I think from a Spurs perspective, you can't dispute the fact that he's an upgrade on Serge Aurier and... That'll be what they're looking at. I mean, you look at Spurs' signings already this window, Pierre, Emil Hoiberg and, and Joe Hart. Uh, they're looking to get players now who are proven, really, proven Premier League well, it's players. Much, it's a very Mourinho signing, mate. 28 years old, he signs players yeah. who, are, who you don't have to develop, who, are, who are probably haven't got a lot of sell-on clause left. And, you know, once they finish their contract, I'm sure sign a three- or four-year deal or whatever... Um, if if he if he does go, so this is very much Mourinho signing. And to be honest, mate, I don't really care about Spurs, as in like that point of view. Like I don't, you know, I can understand why he's why he's why he's much touted and why Spurs would want him. I'm sure he'll do a very good job at Spurs, um, and and you can understand why they would want him. But at the same time, like I just don't, I don't get the money value. I don't get the monetary value um, that Wolves are placing on his head, unless unless there's some kind of a deal happening where you know George Mendes has got a lot of irons in fires. You know, okay, well, I'll, we'll do this deal because you know my mate Mourinho and 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 you know Jeff will will sort it out and we'll get we'll get it sorted out and you know let's let's give them let's give them Doc, but then I can get you A, B, and C. I can only understand. I can only think that that's that that's going to happen unless they have to sell 
they have to sell him to up their Maitland-Niles bid and they haven't got any other, you know, they're not going to get this war chest that maybe a lot of other people are predicting in the summer. Only time will tell, I guess. Um, hope it's not the latter. Um, you'd think not because the, they've already got cash in the bank from the from the from the figures that they got from Costa and Cav. Um, you know, you've got the Katrani money to account for as well, which will admittedly come later on. But I mean, you know, that's guaranteed money coming in. So yeah, it's. Um, it, I think you know you're dealing with with, with George Mendes. This is. I think that, that 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 is a factor, definitely. You know, in in this deal, and, pra- and perhaps it being at a cut price. I mean, it may not be the, the determining factor, but I, th- I think it. You know, it's it's something worth taking into account. Um, you can just only see what Wolves do from here. I mean, it's it's a it's a surprising one at, at, at the fee, especially um, Wolves' track record when they've made these um, kind of. Not to this scale, admittedly, like nowhere near this scale. But when they got rid of Barry Douglas and, and players like that, they, you know, they it has worked. But I mean, they've got a job on the hands to you know to make sure that streak continues. Um, fingers crossed, they they know exactly what they're doing and they've got uh, replacements lined up. Because make no mistake, Matt Doherty is not going to be an easy player to replace. I mean, it's not gone through yet. I mean, they, they could be. You know, a um, kind of a, a U-turn or a, or a stall in the negotiations that that he stays at Wolves or he decides that he wants to stay. But as things are looking at the moment, it, it doesn't look great for Wolves, admittedly. Um, Jeff, she's getting quite a lot of heat um, on on social media. You know, I mean, he's heading he's heading heading the operation at this moment in time. I mean, even the dogs are fuming about this uh, potential deal, to be honest. Um, you know he's getting a bit of heat, but look, things we've already said that that things come through Nuno. One second, just let me double check this. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so you know we said that, that things come through Nuno. Like we we know we've spoken about that Nuno um, has the kind of final say on a lot of things at the club and and yes he is away on holiday at the moment and you know they're due back in the country very very soon but you know you've got to think that he's been um, obviously readily consulted on the developments here now you you know so it's not just it's not just Jeff or Fosen you'd have thought but Nuno will be very well well aware about one of his very best players and and what what potential's coming in here yeah I mean this this won't be something that he's he's not privy to he's got to be Heavily involved in all the conversation, and you know, because it's his squad, and he, he's losing a player that that he's well potentially losing the player. It's not done yet, as we say, but it all signs really are pointing towards losing him. And he's he's an integral player. He's integral to to how Nuno plays that system. He's linked up with Adama Traore the way he kind of plays those one twos and, and things like that. He's um, he's been fantastic. He, he really has, and you know we. This this can't be done without getting without getting a serious replacement or well, a couple of replacements really. Um, so is Maitland Niles a serious replacement? Would you say? I don't, I don't, don't know for sure. Do, do we? I mean, he, don't he, know. He's untried, untested. I mean, you don't. I mean, not untested. He's obviously played, you know played over hundred appearances for Arsenal, but you know, and we'll talk about him in the podcast coming up. That you know maybe hasn't got. Uh, nailed down a position yet you know he's very versatile and Nuno likes a versatile player but at the same time you know apart from youth on his side you know to, to, to try and emulate that kind of production 
that Matt Doherty has supplied in the last two seasons is going to be incredibly tough for anyone coming in, let alone a young 22-year-old kid. Well, yeah, and, you know, the, the, a lot of suggestions are that he, wanted, he wants to try his hand in midfield as well. And, you know, a lot of his kind of um, unhappiness and, and things at, at Arsenal has, has come from being a, a full-back so much he wants to try himself in midfield as well. So... Yeah, I thought that would be a player that would perhaps, you know, kind of fill in at left wing back while Johnny is on the sidelines, but in the long term, perhaps be considered a midfield option. But yeah, it's um, it's just one which we're going to have to wait and see how it, how, it, how it irons out. But you've got you've got some. It's a priority now, you know, from from a position four weeks ago that looked very well stocked. You had Johnny. Doherty, Vinagre in reserve, mm-hmm, perhaps mm-hmm. bringing another right wing back to, to challenge Doc. Yeah. Now it's a position that he's in serious need of of addressing. And yeah, um, yeah, you, yeah. You, I mean, because you know, this time a few days ago, you're looking at uh, maybe Maitland-Niles coming in and challenging Vinagre and, and being in a real battle from that left wing back slot, and then you've gone from that to bid rejected, uh, not coming to the club at the moment, and you've got Vinagre and uh, and and and. Luke Matheson, do you know what I mean? A right mm. wing back. Oscar you know, Burr, yeah. A, 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 a Damatre a right wing back. I mean, it's uh, you need a bit of good news. They need a bit of good news, and I, I'm sure Wolves will not just let this go and make this deal however undervalued he's going to be. And it looks like he's going to be seriously undervalued from my point of view. You know, you've got people more important than me and you, Joe, making these decisions, and maybe they've got their reasons for it, but. You know, at the same time, um, from from my my point of view, from your point of view, from the, I think the, the majority of the fans' point of view, this is a real bargain that that, that Tottenham are going to get or potentially going to get, and they have got to replace really quickly, but also with the right kind of a player. Uh, they've definitely got a really interesting and and sticky summer, I think, ahead of the next couple of weeks to really appease the fans if this deal goes through. Um, that that's all we got for Doc at this moment in time. Uh, stay tuned. the the the, the podcast uh, number one seven three is coming right up now. Tell you what, if, if Lionel Messi gets himself a ticket to Molyneux, I'll be going crazy than that guy. Welcome to episode 173. It's 173, 173. It's the ENS. As my YouTube player plays on in the background. Podcast! I'm your host, Nathan Jude. I'm here with Mr. Joe Edwards. Well, I say here we're not, we're not together in the same room as we were last week, but no. we're, we are we are communally and spiritually together as one. Always in my heart. 
because we are t- we 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 we're here, you know. Where we haven't had a break. I've still got Germany on my mind. I've still got the new seas on my mind. I've still got transfers on my mind. Mm. It, it's all, it's all, it's all making it some sort of big, crazy, combustible situation, Joe. But as long as you can call me and release your frustration and your angst, and I can call you and tell you how many holidays I've had to cancel, <laughs> it, it's a mutually beneficial situation. I feel. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, just on Messi, if he's got any, any sense about him, he'll get himself down to more than you, won't he? I mean, you know, it's the obvious move to Get make. himself down. I'm <laughs> telling you, get himself... You know, you can't beat a bit of tuna and sweet corn on Browning as to, mate. Get himself across well, a little pre-match snack. I've told you many times about the glory of orange chips. I mean, mm. you know, Lionel Messi, if you're looking for a selling point... That's it right for you, but no, yeah. Black Country a, Museum. Black Country Museum. Um, um, what, else, what else is there kicking around here? Uh, Safari Park. Safari Park. Haven't been there. What else? Um, uh, Faces. Pop, pop is World. Is still there? Yeah, Pop World. Yeah, Pop World. Pop World. Yeah. Messi doing shapes at 2am. Yeah, and then if With you down like sour. it there, well, can go over the road to the Dog and Dublin, can't he, for a bit more, you know, rock, rock and indie, if that's his gig. Um, Express and Star headquarters for a little two-shot video. Yeah, I'm sure we'd love that. Oh, mate, absolutely nailed on, nailed on. You've heard it here first. Lionel Messi with the first signing of the summer at Wolverhampton <laughs> Wanderers, and there's no doubt whatsoever in my mind. No doubt at all. No. Eleven, on. eleven people listening to this from abroad yeah. who haven't listened for a while are yeah. like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" We'll just sign Lionel Messi. Let's sign Lionel Messi. You watch this will appear on one of them. Clickbaity sites. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, Wolves, Wolves Express and Star journalist Nathan Judah says Lionel Messi is coming to Molyneux. Uh, <laughs> con- <laughs> Q Q nine paragraphs. In fact, young, young journalists who 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 are in inverted commas who are listening to this who who get transfer lines out of these and put them as stories on HITC. Um, shout out to you who are listening to this because 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 they've got to listen to this crap. For um, I assume every single minute of every single Wolves podcast that we do, that yeah. the Athletic do, that the Fancast do, that whoever else does podcasts, there's about twenty five of them these days. Do I mean? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't fancy doing that job. So, so I, I'm going to campaign for these people listening who are writing down these transfer rumours and passing them off as stories. And you know who you are. I'm I'm going to campaign for them. Go and get a pay. Give them a pay rise. Whoever's listening to this, whoever's paying their wages, give them a pay rise. Give them a couple of quid. Give them, give them, give them a couple of quid for some Haribo sweets. At least give them a bounty bar. Maybe a twirl. Maybe a Terry's chocolate orange. Maybe a Toblerone. Maybe just, maybe just some strawberry strings. Anything, anything. They deserve it. You deserve it. You're worth it. You mentioned a bounty there. Oh, yeah. This is a very off, well, random question, but I saw a Don't click. Say, say, randoms all. You know, if you haven't the the opening the opening four minutes of this podcast. If you haven't understood this is a random podcast, then, oh, then, yes. then you never will do. Go on, well, hit me. So I saw a clip of that new Amazon documentary about Spurs. Oh, I've just seen tw- that advertised. Yes, on Twitter the other day, and there was a bit where Deli Ali says Twitter, if you- Twitter, Twitter. It's got tw- t- it's got two T's now. Twitter, Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. Um, and Deli Ali said, if you've got bounty in your top three chocolates, you need to kind of get out of here. But what? I'd imagine, I'd imagine you have. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's delicious taste. Actually, I, I quite like the dark chocolate bounty, but the milk chocolate's fine as well. Um, I think because it's lower fat and calorie, the coconut's delicious. I mean, you can't. No. Oh, it's delicious when you it's bite into not. that. 
and mounds are the American version and the American equivalent, actually, the bounty. But for me, it's a very satisfying snack. There's, there's a lot of different textures um, and, and, and tastes that are going on there. I think it's a very solid chocolate bar. I think it's absolute the dirt worse. Why? Crunchy, crunchy. I'm not a big fan of crunchy. Um, my top one. What would my top one be? What would be your top bit of chocolate? I do like a Kinder Boy now. Love oh, a Kinder no, Boy that's now. Nowhere near, that's not in my oh, top come. 100. Not in my top 100. <laughs> do like Disappointing. A star bar is underrated as well. That's don't, nice. Never really had a star bar. A bit of, bit of peanut butter action. Are you? Oh, I don't mind a bit of peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I used to like a good Chomp or a Freddo, a cheap one, mm, back in the day. Yeah. But, um... Oh, favourite chocolate bar? Finger of Fudge. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Ooh, it's a different podcast altogether. <laughs> um, I think um, I would have to say, do you know what I do like? I like a twirl. I do like a twirl. Yes. I like a twirl. I, I tell you what used to be really nice, um, really good with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, and you felt satisfied. Don't think they do anymore. A drifter. Now Drifter's still going. Are they? Yeah, Drifter's yeah, still yeah. going? Oh, Drifter's right, still okay. going. Drifter's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't been down the confectionery aisle for a while, Joe, as you know these no, days. No, no, no. Um, I, I will for you. Yeah, Drifter. To- Tony's chocolate's very good. I've got into that recently around Easter time. That's very good quality chocolate. Tony's. Mm, no, never heard of it. No? Oh. Um... They, they, they don't do it in the, uh, in, the, in the corner shops around here, mate. That's, that's a bit more lardy darb, isn't it? Yeah, 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 of course, mate. It's more Sainsbury's <laughs> rather than Aldi. Um... um Tell you what, tell you one that I've never really liked, but it is if you really want to go only 149 calories and 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 low fat, a Turkish Turkish delight. That's something else I've never got on board. These are very, these very niche. 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 I think bounty and Turkish delight are very niche. I think a lot more people would be in my boat and saying they're not very nice. What about what about a good old fashioned Yorkie? Yeah, Yorkie, yeah, like them. Yeah, not I'll, not the biscuit and raisin ones though. They're no, rubbish. no, no. I like a good Twix, um, and uh, I must admit, I don't, I'm not a big fan of all this dairy milk variations of everything. To be honest, but no, um, I, but I, I like do a like a dairy milk whole nut, just a classic whole oh, yeah. nut dairy milk. Yeah. Well, just like a classic dairy milk. That's all right. If you know, if yeah, that if it ain't broken, why well, fix it? But yeah, they've, lint, they've tried lint's quite nice as well. Lint, yeah. Mint arrow is up, up there for me. How um, dark can you go? <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> How dark can you go on cho- chocolate-wise? That's, that's the million-pound question. What percentage um, What percentage is doable for you? What's Bourneville? That's probably about as dark as I've gone. About 55, I think. So oh, I'm, oh. I'm all the way up to 90 now, which I know is a bit bitter for some Ooh, people. bitter. But uh, I don't mind it. I should tell you what my favourite chocolate is. I know there's not a lot of it. Peanut butter M&M's. Yes. Delicious. Yes, very nice. Bloody-licious. As is a flake, but I do prefer the 99. But I don't mind a flake. I mean, I prefer the bird in the bath with the chameleon kicking around and you know it's all overflowing with the flake. That's probably what sold it back in the day, probably for your time, Joe. A lot of people remember that advert. Um, but, um, yeah, flake, delicious. Shards of chocolate going everywhere, baby. Strawberry sauce and a flake. You've just ruined it there. Um, right, well, that's, uh, well, that's well, nine that... minutes. That's nine minutes of crap talked yeah. about. Apologies. I've, I mean, I mean, I mean, we'll tell you how much we've done it because I've actually, um, I've actually written down banter stuff, and I'm, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to leave it until next week because uh, we've just just gone off track talking about chocolate for five minutes. I'm hungry now. 
don't um, like chocolate. I just oh, like I chocolate. Like chocolate. I don't like chocolate. I'm drinking a kombucha. Have you had a kombucha before? Have you? A kombucha. No. No. It's like a fermented tea, but it's quite nice. It sounds disgusting, but it's very good for the guts. Very good for the, di- the digestive juices. Is this part of your new diet regime? Uh, I, d- I don't know. It's just, it's just something that some, I saw at St. Louis. It was on offer, so I'm having it, and it's quite delicious. Okay. Right, right, oh, right. Transfers, 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 transfers. Can't, talk, can't, can't go in nearly ten minutes and not talk about transfers. Um, yes. Three letters. Well, there's two lots of three letters. There's, there's A-M-N... And yep. there's MGW. Which one do you want to go for first, Joe? AMN or MGW? We'll go at AMN. AMN. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Maitland-Niles from Arsenal. Uh, £20 million bid rejected is the latest by Arsenal. Ooh, not not quite. I think a bit lower than that. Bit lower than £18 that. million? Pounds? More towards 15 I think. £15 million? Pounds. More, more towards that mark, yeah. Um... Rejected, yeah. Surprised, shocked, or uh, just the normal? Is this the normal toing and throwing? Think so. Uh, and the and, and the kind of you know what goes on in the in the English transfer world because obviously there hasn't been too many English signings from Wolves as of late. But when you go back into the Premier League, when you're going back and signing English players, is uh, do you have to pay this premium that everyone's talking about? I think this is. Um... As you say, I think this is kind of par for the course, especially with domestic transfers. Um, you know, Wolves, as, we, as we've seen over the past few years, have, have basically just dealt exclusively with clubs across the continent and not signed from a from a Premier League rival. And I think this is the kind of stuff that you will get more so when you're trying to sign from a from a rival and from a team like Arsenal who are around you in the table and have got similar ambitions. So it's um, yeah. I, Get, having a bid rejected, I mean, it's as you say, it's Wolves aren't the first to have a bid for a player rejected, but certainly won't be the last. It's it's just kind of commonplace, really. I think testing the waters, and then you know come back with a with an improved offer. I mean, we, we've sp- we've spoken about Maitland Niles already, but he's um, he's very much fitting of the brief for Nuno. You, you've you've got to play a couple of positions really to to kind of thrive at Wolves these days, and. He's he's got probably arguably three or four nailed down. Really, he can play in centre yeah. midfield, can play either right back, left back, left wing back, right wing back. So you could even say it's five different positions. But um, yeah, he's he's a very versatile character. He's only twenty two years of age, and he's English, which is you know it might not kind of you know be an amazing trait. Oh well, he's just English, but that does bump up the price and does bump up the kind of you know the the stringent negotiations and maybe make them a bit more drawn out than they otherwise would be. I, I, I think I said it on the podcast a few weeks ago that you know you, you, when you're signing players from the continent and you haven't got that Premier League experience, then you can kind of get them in for a lower wage and a lower fee. Um, make them Niles. Some may see twenty million and think, "Oh, he's not really worth that." But in today's market, I think it's pretty much fair game. So. Um, we'll see how this kind of develops over the next few days, but it, just because they have, they've had a bid rejected doesn't mean that the deal's off or anything like that. You know, talks are still ongoing, and as we say, he's a player, especially with Johnny's injury, um, that very much fits the bill and is someone I'd definitely like to uh, get into the club. Um, 
What are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Maitland-Niles, Joe? You've seen him a little bit. You've seen him for Arsenal. You've seen him. Um, yeah. Um, you know, you've seen him play in some in some high-profile games. What do you think he fits the bill for? What Wolves are looking for, quality-wise? I think so. I will say that I've never really been blown away by him. You know, I've never really watched him in, in his his like you know really stood out and I thought, wow, he's a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. Similarly, I've never looked at him and thought, he's rubbish. You know what I mean? He, he's always looked fairly solid yeah. without really ever kind of grabbing the headlines. He's quite, just quite a dependable uh, player, it seems. And, you know, for, for, the, for, the best, for the best will in the world, you know, we'd all like to get a ready-made player that is, just can come in and just make the, the difference and just be... You tell your cat to shut up in the background, yeah. please. Diego. <laughs> yeah, Diego. Yeah. Is that uh, call him Diego? Diego, yeah. Not Diogo, but Diego. Diego. After the... Um, after the... the, the um, he's like the tiger out of Ice Age. How can you... How can you call him? Here he is. There we go. I was going to say, here it is. No, no, one, no one's watching this, mate. <laughs> How it's can I call video. him Diego and not Diogo? Well, yeah, that's, that's just the way. He's, he's coming to the room now. He's, he's, he's having a prowl. There we go. Okay, yeah, but mine are Niles. Hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's, that, it's that kind of bracket of player. He's 22 and Nuno will see the potential in him and want to get the best out of him. And um, What's quota situation these days? You know, now Gibbs White, obviously we're going to talk about in a minute, he's gone, but a Wolves fine on their their quota? A quota is anything anymore? I don't know. Rules get broken all the time. People seem to, to find a way and mean of avoiding it. So is that a thing anymore? I don't even know. The homegrown quota? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're, they're, they're fine. I mean, you've got You've got Kilman who's come through the academy. You've, I think even the likes of Burr having come through the academy even count. So that they're, they're, that's they're not, fine. That's not, that's not an issue then, really. I don't think so. But it, it naturally it helps. You know, I, mm. I think you know, especially with losing Gibbs White on loan, it wouldn't hurt to add another English player to the ranks. I don't think they're quite on that threshold. But at the same time, it's nice to have you know English players in the ranks for all the foreign talent we've seen come in, and you know, there's plenty of it. Um, you're looking at Maitland-Niles and again, while I say he hasn't really kind of ever, wow, what a player. He can play in, as we say, multiple different positions. He's only 22. He's made 100 appearances for Arsenal already, played mm. across all the uh, youth levels for England. So the pedigree is there. And we talk about the signings that Wolves have made previously, Diogo Jota, Ruben Nevers. I mean, they were by far the finished article when, when Wolf signed them and, and still aren't, aren't the finished articles, you know, they've still got a lot of room for development and, and that is exciting. So, that's, yeah, it, it, yeah Maitland-Niles, as we say, I, I, think, it, I think it's fair, fair game, really. And look, you know, just from just from the reports that came out this week and you see a lot of the Arsenal fans absolutely devastated to lose him, you know. I mean, I think it was probably 75%, 25% in favour of they can't believe he's even been talked about to... To go, um, you know, twenty-two. I mean, you've still got massive improvement in you, and and talk of him, you know, being kind of like, um, you know, he's he's got so many positions, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> Nuno will probably be, be looking to maybe, even though he lacks versatility, maybe maybe get him down to at least one or, or two max positions that he's comfortable with, rather than going from from A to B to C to D to E. But of course, that's always a bonus if and when 
you know, you can plug in or, you know, you get an injury or something, you can move him across and, and, and you don't have to lose too much shape. You you see you see these players, don't you, from your Chelsea's though and, and your Arsenal's. I mean, goodness me, look at Sergio Napri, you know, now and, and, and what yeah. he's become and, and, and you know, what he was let go for. If if you do get someone of that age who you think's you know, who's got experience not just not just domestically for a, a top a top six club, but but European wise as well, and at such a young age, who's got room for improvement, who is going to improve then you've got to almost take that into account, don't you, when you're yeah. trying to sign. There's always going to be an element of risk. But if anything if anything, and anyone is going to get the best out of a player and improve the player, then it is Nuno. Yeah, and that's what makes me confident that he'd be the right guy as well. Of course, Nuno's long-term future has got to get sorted as well. But, you know, you trust anybody to get the best out of a player, it would be Nuno. And we've just you just see the track record, it speaks for itself. But you... you Make a very good point there about some of the players that the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal have let go, and perhaps let go a little bit too early mm-hmm. over the over the last um, few years. I mean, you could really strike it lucky with Maitland Niles if the deal comes through because that Salah struggled though when he left Chelsea. <laughs> well, that struggled. Well, that's it. Salah, De Bruyne, Lukaku. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's there's three. I mean, Arsenal, as you say, Serge Gnabry being the the most obvious example there. But, you know, while you look at Maitland-Niles and, you know, he hasn't had a position nailed down. I mean, he, he's understood to want to have a proper proof of him of himself in midfield. We don't really know what he can offer yet as a midfielder because we haven't really seen him there. But um, he's, he's, he's got all the tools. I mean, physically... I mean, I don't know why you'd have this on your on your skybox, but you might still have it. Um, oh, I've got a few like, things on my but, skybox that but, the missus but, doesn't want to see. <laughs> but the first kind of twenty minutes, half an hour of the FA Cup final recently, mm. if, if you can dig that up, and you know, listeners as well, kind of have a watch of that and watch him down that left hand channel. He's lightning quick, and I'm, uh, and I'm I don't think he's far off the Dharma levels to be honest. You know, he can really shift. I mean, he's got real good acceleration. His top speed, you'd say, is, you know, right up there. I think if you put him in a foot race at Wolves, I think it'd probably be, you know, him, Ruben Vinagra and Nodama Traore who'd clock the fastest times. Because they, they just expose that right right side of Chelsea. James and his Piliqueta were miles apart. And now Aubameyang was the one who grabbed the headlines. But Maitland-Niles was making those same runs as well and really having a lot of joy. So you've got an athlete like that, like Traore. You could almost liken him to Traore, but obviously more defensive, and a defensive slash midfielder rather than a winger slash attacker. One second, mate. One second. I, I, I'm carrying on this podcast, but the missus just, just decided to print off a load of bloody papers, isn't she, in my office. <laughs> she doesn't I'm doing a podcast. Let me just, I'm just going sh- to shout. I'm going, to shout. I'm, going to, I'm going to use my authority. Here we go. One second, one second. He's not going to shout. He says he will, but he won't. Alana! Oh, hello. I'm doing a podcast, so can you not print pages? That's not, that's not really shouting, is he? It's just a polite request. Okay. Yeah, there we go. And here comes more printouts. They always push it, don't they, Wyatt? <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. Print pages. Can I just print? Can I just? Can I just print one more? I'm like, oh, okay, go on then. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I was just saying there. Um, that, that was that was a funny version of shouting. 
Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so wears a chap trousers, oh, not me. Sorry, mate. I, I know that situation. Um, but I was just saying, on mate, the Niles, you can, yeah. you can, as the as the printer carries on, but I'll carry it's, on. It's finished. It's finished. She's, it's she's finished, gone. She's come to collect it. It's all oh, there. We go. Now. There we go. Yeah. Mate, the Niles, you can liken him to Trey Ray, I think, in a sense, because even though he's a more defensive-minded player, mm-hmm. he's got those physical attributes. You know, real kind of specimen, really. Yeah. So if you can harness that technical side, then you you could have a real player on your hands. Um, I guess and he played last night, didn't he? Um, or, or two nights ago because this will be going on Friday. Um, in, in the friendly, I think he came off at half time. Um, yeah. And and everything's fine. But that that's just usual, isn't it? And I mean, I kind of put that out there that it's usual that players, you know, when they're, they're end of the day, they're, they're at a club. Um, they're at another club. They're they're happy to be playing preseason football. You carry on as normal. Um, a few people mentioned that, that Trier did get injured in the same kind of situation for Middlesbrough, but like I say, I think that still turned out okay um, for from Wolves' point of view. Um, anything to, you can't read anything into that, can you? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think at all. It's just the only example. I'm pretty sure Pedence was being included in Olympiacos yeah. squads yeah. for quite late until until January. Um, it's is their player for you know still is is their player so if. You know, unless he really... I mean, that, that could really damage his prospects of a move if he says, oh, I'm not playing. Sure, sure. You now, that could really backfire, you know. I mean, so, some players would do that kind of power play and say, oh, well, I'm not playing, I want to move. But, you know, then Arsenal could easily play hardball and say, no, you get, we'll let you we'll let you rot in the reserves or whatever. You know, that's just being kind of hypothetical. But you, you, I think, you know, if, if he's their player... And until he's not their player, I think it's fair game for him to play friendlies for them. Just fingers crossed he he don't pick up any knocks in it. I guess I guess from the fans' point of view, you can you can understand the frustration because you know you come out of lockdown, Joe, and what did they get? They went win win win, didn't they? Was it the first three wins was yes. it on the bounce? There's three yes. wins on the spin. You know you you're on the verge and the cusp of, of Champions League football potentially. And then since then, it's kind of all gone south, really. You know, apart from the the, the, the win over Olympiacos, maybe, but you know, they probably could have, should, maybe should have lost that game and going to Germany. Everything else has been a bit of a disappointment. They missed out on the top six. They missed, you know, that they missed out on a European place. The FA Cup final didn't work out. They got knocked out in the first, you know, in the first game in Germany. Uh, and and uh, people are a little bit disappointed, a little bit despondent. You know, they've got no European football to look after. Fans aren't allowed in the grounds. That novelty factor of of, of maybe watching on TV because they're just happy for live sport is now kind of eradicated. They want to get back in the ground. They can't get back in the ground. Wolves need some players. Um, you know, and, and and at this moment in time, they haven't got them across the line. And what you don't want really is this Maitland-Niles thing to go on. You know, this week, next week, and then it's all of a sudden it becomes a saga. And really, you you want you want a quick and easy transaction because you've got to get on with three or four or five new signings in this window if you want to compete and you want to step up and you want to guarantee European football next season. Because a lot of other clubs are starting to make waves, and uh, what you don't want to be is left behind or having you know putting your your eggs you know in one basket. And then all of a sudden you know, you're playing catch up with maybe a week or two weeks to go, as we saw. You know, in someone like I don't know, um, like like a Zinchenko, when when they were literally waiting for him until the very last minute, and then and then they lost him, and then you know, thankfully, you know, Vinagre came through and, and things worked out, and, and and you know, they got Johnny. But but you don't want to, you don't, you, you want to get your first one over the line, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I think they'll have, they'll know that as well, and but equally at the same time, as we say there, especially with domestic transfers, that. 
you know, they're not going to happen overnight, you know, with the best will in the world. I mean, yeah, you've got to find that happy medium, make sure it doesn't drag on too long and come at the come at the, you know, expense of, of making other signings because, you know, you've you've got to it's not just that one signing that they want to make. They, they you know, we I mean, I think that signing if you do get it over the line, Maitland Niles, as as is the hope, that I think you could say that fills the wing back and the central midfield brief. I mean, personally, I would like another centre midfielder, a more creative player. But I think, you know, it would give him a bit of a get out because you've got a player who can do both there. So then it would be centre back, uh, centre forward. So, but yeah, you don't want it to go on too long. I seem to remember that Power Dance in January went on a bit longer than expected. Don't know whether that was the just getting him flown over and getting the medical done and things like that. Maybe it wouldn't take so long with with Maitland Niles, but uh, yeah, transfers. You know, they they they're funny things. I mean, you know, there's there's no kind of general rule really that you can apply to to any any one of them really. It it could take, it could be done in a matter of days. It could be done in a matter of weeks. Um, but yeah, ultimately. Get it done and get it done as soon as possible, really, because you don't want it to be dragging on and dragging on into the new season and dragging on into kind of October time and getting into deadline day. Because naturally, I think you start paying more to to, to get it in because you you know clubs realise you're in a more desperate position. So yeah, if they can get it done and get it done swiftly, that's of course you know the best course of action. Right, so that's one potential in, um, but maybe, but maybe not, and we'll, we'll see. Um, potentially this time next week, Joe might have a better idea of whether whether Wolves have got their first signing across the across the line or not. Uh, one person who won't be playing for Wolves this season is Morgan Gibson White, who's gone to Swansea. Um, and like we said, and we've discussed um, discussed on this podcast a while ago, Joe, that you uh, you put two and two together and made four, and it was four. He's gone to Swansea. Um, we you kind of kind of put that one out there. So so well done you. For um, for maybe um, maybe Nuno needed to to find out uh, where you should send him. He was listening to the podcast. He was like, "Oh, George, George, very good, very good. I like that. Uh, get on the blow to Swansea." Probably that's not how how it went down. That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> but uh, um, especially when Nuno's not South African either. Well, um, no, yeah. But uh, but no, it's gone to Swansea. Uh, great landing spot. We don't need to talk too much about this because we kind of talked about it on the video, Joe. But but like you said, um, you know, for someone like. Um, to, to work, to work um, there, to be a, to be away from all the crazy, and, and maybe knuckle down and uh, and try and try and show what talent he's got while playing regular football. It's 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 the perfect move for all parties, isn't it? Yeah, on and off the pitch, he he couldn't get a better move. I mean, he, he now as a manager um, fits in perfectly with their kind of playing style. Four three three can play as the advanced midfielder in that in that. Uh, system and that they want to play free flowing attacking football and they're they're an ambitious team as well. So on the pitch, fantastic. It just you know the onus is on him to perform, but everything's kind of set up for him really. And then off the pitch, it's a it, it's it's time to become a man really. You know I've written a piece about it as well, but um, you know the club have done a very good job of nurturing him. Uh, over the years, I mean, even the lockdown breach, and the, they stuck by him. They didn't find him. I mean, a, a, you know, some some people were at the time were even saying, "Come on, let's get him out the door now. Let's just, you know, let's just ca- cast him aside." But they didn't. They've even given him a new contract as as part of this loan. Um, I mean, you, you could look at it as a one year extension, but I understand it's understand it's like a new deal. So 
I'm guessing on improved terms as well. So, you know, the, the club still want him about in the long term, but the honesty is on him impressing at Swansea. If he doesn't impress there, then he's not going to play for Wolves, is he? So, um, everything is set up for him, really. You know, you couldn't get a better move than this. And it's 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 crucial that he doesn't see it as a step down because, you know, having broken to the side at 16, made 70 appearances for Wolves since then. You know, he may be thinking, well, I should be playing in the Premier League. Oh, you know, I shouldn't really be here in the Championship. But he's got to embrace it, embrace the culture at Swansea, embrace that kind of um, way of playing. I know he's so used to the Nuno way and embedded in that, but he's kind of got to forget that for a year and um, completely buy into to Steve Cooper's approach. And fingers crossed he does, because if he, if he applies himself in the manner he should, then he's got every chance of t- taking the Championship by storm and returning... Towards a better player, but equally, if he doesn't kind of be at it and apply himself, then the championship can easily swallow you, swallow you up because it's not an easy league to go to. It's not an easy way to bed him. But I think you can look at the likes of Dion Sanderson, who, you know, it was his first loan and he had nowhere near the senior... Well, he had pretty much basically zero senior experience and went to Cardiff and did very well for himself. So, so if he can go and do that with the attitude, then... Gibbs White, with the experience he already has, with the right attitude and the right application, should be a success in the Championship. Well, I was going to say, you said, you said he can take the Championship by storm, so you really do think that he can he can make waves in the Championship and be one of the top players in that in that division this year? You know, you look at someone like an Oliver McBurney and, and people who, who stood out in the in the Championship this year and and uh, and obviously Pereira for, for West Brom, you think that he can he can be at that elite level of being one of the top the top five, top six players in, in, in that division? I think so. I, I, I mean, I know, I know. You know, we, we've we've criticised him in the past, but you speak to anyone at Wolves, and honestly, across the board, if it's players, staff, you know, the guys higher up, nobody has got a bad word to say about him. They all rate him so highly, and it, it now's the time for him to prove it. I, I think, you know, he, he, the the guy that he's going in to replace. At Swansea, Conor Gallagher was on loan from Chelsea, and he was kind of ready-made for that role. Played really well, and has boosted his prospects. And you know, Gibbs White played alongside him for England, that England of the 17s team. We saw what Ryan Brewster did there last season, and now he's scoring goals in pre-season friendlies for Liverpool. So, it, it, the the onus is on him, purely on him. I, I, I think we haven't seen it for a long time, but he obviously did very well against Chelsea and against Tottenham. He's just got to show that, you know, if not every week, at least every other week. Um, but in the Championship, a player of his, you know, with his kind of vision, I'd say, in the final third, I mean, I, I think those flicks and tricks, they're going to get highlighted when they don't come off in this Wolves team because everybody else, especially in midfield, is so efficient. You know, you very rarely see Jean Martinho or Ruben Nevers give the ball away. So when Gibbs White does it, it gets kind of highlighted tenfold. Um, but he can make those mistakes at Swansea. He can kind of learn the ropes and might take him a few games to bed in. But I, I genuinely believe if he applies himself, he's got he's got the backing of the manager. The manager is, you know, of Cooper has spoken very highly of him as well. He's got all the tools there. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed he does well. Yeah, he kind of like I say, it was lost season really for, for for him last last year, and and yet he kind of fell fell between the cracks because. You know he wasn't he wasn't good enough to play in the starting eleven for Wolves. That's absolutely one hundred percent certain. And yet 
he goes into a 23 scenario or a Premier League reserve scenario, whatever it was, and, and, and he's class above, isn't he? He's like way, yeah. way, way above yeah. that kind of standard. So, you know, this is this is the natural step for him. Um, just playing devil's advocate, Joe, with, with where Wolves are going and the, and the, 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 the players they're linked with and, um, you know, want to be top six continually and, and, and the starting 11 and how good they are quality-wise. Can you see more Gibbs-White realistically in the next three to four seasons coming into that and starting for Wolverhampton Wanderers? Or do you think that Wolves have to... I'm not saying take a step backwards, but maybe, maybe you know, would, would would have to be more of a mid-table team for someone like a Morgan Gibbs-White to, to really be starting for them week in, week out. You look at Neves and Moutinho, and things can change very quickly and transfers can happen, but... You know, I've got to be—I've got to be honest. You know, if, if Morgan was White starting for Wolves next season, I'll be a little bit worried. Um, but that's—that's—I guess that's up to Morgan himself to 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 prove people wrong and and to really make waves and to come back a completely changed individual like Harvey Barnes did. But well, that's it. He's got—he's got to have a good—he's got to have a good season, hasn't he? He's—he's he's got to—he's got to look at the—you know—look at some of the players that have been down to the Championship, Tamori. Um, Mount, who were at Derby, obviously the players under Lampard there, but they've gone into Chelsea, and especially Mount has pretty much played every week. Mm. Um, There's uh, a little bit, it'd be a little bit chip off his shoulder, you know. I mean, it'd be a little bit of a, it'll hurt a little bit because I think maybe yeah. at one point he thought he was, too, he was, he was too good for the Championship, and he was staying with it. So you know, his pride will have taken a little bit of a, a knock in these last six months, and I think maybe that's a good thing to swallow. And to come back, and it's how you come back because he'll, like you say, and we've discussed it before, it'll go one of two ways for him. It, it's it's a it's it's a big learning curve, and the this is the time. If he doesn't do it now, he, you know he, he's he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna be a Wolves player, you know, in the long term. So the the onus is on him. But he, equally, if he if he if he plays well and applies himself as a, again as, as he should, then then he can get himself into the Wolves side. Maybe not as a surefire starter. I mean, you know, it, that, that's that's a thankless task for anyone, really. Mm. But um, Certainly, coming back and being a more useful option than he, that he has been, and perhaps somebody who can chip in with more goals and more assists. Because, you know, for a player of his of his position, an attacking midfielder, he just hasn't returned anywhere near enough goals and assists. But if he starts getting the knack for them in the Championship, fingers crossed, he can come back and yeah. uh, you know start chipping in with them for Wolves. Yeah, because I mean, you know, there's talented players who, who can really make st- steps. I'm sure he can, and, and be. You know, be with the Wolf squad for a long time to come and, and, and be a key asset. But at the same time, you know, you, you can look at the other way. And, you know, Jordan Graham's just signed for, for Gillingham, you know, at 25. So, yeah, it just, you, it's really in his hands, isn't it? I think that's, we, we've said all that needs to be said on that matter, I think. So, it's all good. To him. Uh, Jeff Shee has spoken, uh, Joe, and um, we spoke a little bit about it last week, I think. Um, but just to, just to um, kind of shut the door on that, uh, you know, from a hierarchy point of view, which I think is the, most, the main thing to come out of it, is that Jeff Shee is the person who 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 will be taking um, taking charge, and no one else really. Everyone's reporting to him, and and he's getting a little bit of heat. I think there's a little bit of heat on him on on social media and stuff because of these transfers. That maybe he's the person who people are starting to get frustrated with. Um, it can change very very quickly, can't it? Yeah, you can. Um, There's all parody accounts kicking around, and, oh, and you know, it's, it's, I'm surprised I mean, nobody's ripped us off yet. 
Pardon? Surprised nobody's pretending to be us yet. I mean, I think Tim Nash had one, didn't he, the other day, pretending to be I'm, dis- I'm disappointed, mate, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's just like, yeah, I don't think you made it until you've got a parody account, mate. So, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I'm sure there's a few cheeky chappies listening to this, mate. To be fair, we get enough memes and gifts and pictures that um, that will keep us right. So, um, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't make any of them, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, it's... Um, you know he yeah. is the main he is the main man, but you just wonder what um, what's going on behind the scenes. Is he the main man? Is Nuno the main man? Is Mendes the main man? You know what's he doing day to day that that can really uh, make a difference? Is he is he saying yes to everything and no to everything, or is it more you know he's he's just he's 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 the force and spokesperson basically? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the questions on on everybody's lips really. I mean. Everything he came out and said was pretty much fair enough. Um, none of it. It wasn't huge, earth-shattering, was it? None of it hugely revelatory. Out. No, not no. It was all kind of fair game. I mean, the stuff about Molly New taking a more gradual approach. I think it kind of makes sense. Um, and I know, I know we we all want a you know a bigger and better Molly New, but all the financial uncertainty, especially offered up over these. Yeah, you know, over these past several months, months, I think leans to a more cautious approach. Even even for you know somebody with the financial clout that Ferguson has, you just feel uh, though it's frustrating. You know, like you, you could have you could have really got into ta- if you're gonna you know gut out the steeple sand or or start work on the south bank that maybe you could have brought that forward or you know even even smaller changes within the infrastructure or within yeah. Bolognese that that could have happened now when you know you're gonna not have fans or or, or but, you know a decent chunk of the fans for the majority of the season, if not the whole season. You know, you're going to be allowed to you know, have a see a full on you. So why can't these things happen now when you're going to have, you know, stands empty because of safety uh, concerns from the outside? That, that these things need to happen not when, let's say, next, let's say, 2021, 22 season when hopefully we've got everybody back at Molyneux and then all of a sudden you might have to shut a whole stand down to redo it all. Yeah, I, I do get that, but to also to counter that, you you know, there'd be, I'd imagine, a few unhappy because when you're getting crowds back in it's going to be a portion of your capacity yeah so if you've got a less overall capacity then less fans are getting in in the in the reduced crowd so you know the, rather than three thousand getting in you might have two thousand in so you know equally that it, it's kind of you know which side do you go really yeah um you know you're kind of you're gonna annoy people either way so um i, I can really kind of I, I can get it. I, I do get it, and I, I, I do get the argument as well about, you know, perhaps d- doing a bit of a, a, a job on the Steve Ball now. But yeah, it, equally. But it's um, you know, with Jeff Shee, we we say he's he's the one who kind of he's fronting it up, and he's he's he's, he's overseeing a couple of committees, and we'll see. You've just got to give it time and see how it works. I think come October the sixth when the mm-hmm window is closed and then mm-hmm. I think that's the time you can look and assess and see how things are going and maybe that's the time when they look and assess and say oh yeah we've done pretty well or oh, no we should have done better here but um, yeah for now just kind of let it take its course and see how things go and now we all want everything to happen now when we want it now but yeah just gotta just gotta wait and hold fire a bit Right, let's uh, say some questions from the beautiful, gorgeous people. The sane people. Uh, Lynx Wolf, who are your fantasy football tips for the new season? Ooh, I mean, that, that's a very broad question, Lynx Wolf. But I would say that if, if let's say, um, Maitland-Niles doesn't come, I would say that a Vinagre at £4.5 million is an absolute bargain, um, the way that he can zip up and down that left flank. Uh, 
but uh, also look at look at I think I like Rashford this year, who's back in as a midfielder and and from a Wolves point of view, um, if Doc not Doc sorry if Jota can rediscover his form and get back into that team on a regular basis, he's gone from a forward to a midfielder. So I would definitely be looking to to get him in. Uh, Wolves fancast, Wolves fancast, Mr. Wolves fancast team. If you could add a particular snack or hot food to the matchday concourse menu, what would it be? Oh, good question. Good question from the peeps. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, schnitzel. Schnitzel. <laughs> yeah, it's our convert. Yeah, love it. Schnitzel. Love it. Come good on. answer. Uh, West Midlands or Wolverhampton schnitzel. Don't know what meat would be in there, man. What would it be? Uh, horse. Horse. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the uh, horse meat scandal is back. Oh, I would. I would love a bit of sushi on the counter. A little bit of fresh sushi. Maybe a bit of seaweed for half time. We don't have to go all the way down. Because you know, Joe, it does frustrate me from time to time when you know you've got the media room, but you've got to. For me, you've got to go down one flight of stairs to so get to the concourse, and then to get to your food and your pudding and your dessert and your cheese and biscuits, you've got to go to another flight of stairs to get to them. I mean, mm. how inconvenient can you be? <laughs> all this free food, and that's after you know your, your three or four course. Lunch before you even get up to the stands. I mean, it's becoming difficult, mate. So if they can just, you know, reduce the stairs by by one flight, and I can just go left and grab my sushi to go with a bit of seaweed, a little bit of soy sauce, you know, some chopsticks thrown in for free, I'd be a happy chappy. Seat service, press a button. Oh, uh, mate! Now you are talking. Maybe, maybe even some heated seat service. Oh, yeah. Oh, warm bum. Sexy times. Uh, King Wolf. It uh, looks like Wolves women are really strengthening for the new season. Are you aware of any more signings en route? And if they anticipate fans being at their games from the start of the season, Joe? So I don't think fans are going to be in at the start. Oh. That's, that's widely widely kind of acknowledged. I mean, welcome a U-turn on that, but that's, that's pretty much the message across the board. Uh, player-wise, I mentioned earlier in the week that Paulinho and Paulinho, that Wolves haven't made... A move for either of them. Talk um, about Wolves women, but that's okay. We can we can talk talk about the men as well. Well, oh, okay. Wolves women signings. Yeah, so. Wolves women strengthening for the season. But that's oh, fine. Yeah. Oh. You know, carry on, and then you can go. You can oh, do, yeah. You can, no, you can, sorry. You can you turn back to the women after? Yeah. Mention Paulina and Paulina. Carry on. Yeah. So, so so they're you know they've obviously been heavily linked in the Portuguese media, but you know as I understand it, they've not made an approach for either player. I think it's more it's more kind of just drumming up interest in those players more than anything else at this stage of course I wouldn't want to rule anything out entirely but there's nothing of substance at this at this stage and back to the women yeah they've had some they've had some signings I don't know if you've seen they've signed um, one of the girls back from Tottenham um, her name is, I think her name's Tammy George mm-hmm. um, she'd gone to Tottenham but she's come back and she's already scored a couple of goals I think in friendlies so the, the Wolves women are going for it and fair play to them because you know they should have won the league last right, season exactly but um, they seem determined to do it this time around. I think they've got a former uh, Nottingham Forest captain in as well at the back. Again, sorry, the name escapes me um, just off the top of my head. But they're signing players of calibre, so all the best to them. Dan McNamara down there, he's a good, good lad. So, uh, yeah, all the best. We should, um, we, we, we should, we should get there, shouldn't we? Get yeah, down there. yeah, get along to a game, definitely. Um, I'd like to go to a game. I'd like to go and see. Let's see it all, um, um, all come to fruition for sure. Um, Eva Rogers as well, isn't it? So um, a winger that they signed. There we go. Uh, on the there we go. So yeah, happy days. Uh, right, who else have we got? Let's have a look. 
Nathan Cross, uh, is it going to be a transfer window of losing out on players due to underbidding? Bloody hope not. Because oh. <laughs> a lot of the boil will come my way. For... <laughs> now, um, yeah, no, I don't think so. There's plenty of time. Um, I think it's just natural. Just test test the waters and see what happens. But you know, if you know, you, you never know. I mean, I think we've all done it on a FIFA career mode, haven't we? Or football manager? Oh, let's 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 have a cheeky little bid. See what they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you if you if you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the raffle deal. Oh, so, I like uh, it, like it, like it. Never heard that one before. Is Joe Edwards <laughs> says Reggie aware that the McDonald's double quarter pounder with cheese is now available all year around? Re- I just saw Reggie tw- tweet about it. I didn't know that. That is fantastic news. Is, that, is that, that game-changing? That might be the best news of the summer, actually. Have you ever gone from Molyneux on a night game, let's say a late night game you've you've covered, and then you've gone past McDonald's and picked Mackey's on the way home? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I've done that a few times. Really? Yeah, well, on the way home, I have both a, a Mackey's and a KFC. So oh. I've done Mackey's... Not both at the same time. You're not double-dipped? Not double dipped, oh. um, but you can. Yeah, I've, I've frequented Mackey's a few times and KFC another few times, as, as we spoke about before. Book it for one on the car park. Great. What's the longest you've ever queued at McDonald's for? Um, when it opened, just post lockdown, was probably about twenty-five minutes, half an hour in the car. Yeah, I queued for Starbucks for an hour and fifteen minutes. <sighs> That's rough. That is rough, isn't it? That is. You rough. look back on yourself and you want to give yourself a slap. Like, do you really need an iced coffee that much? And if you do, make it yourself, you lazy crap. You burk. You burk. <laughs> um, let's have a look. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are we of signing Maitland Niles? Or as this guy says, Maitland Miles. Maitland Miles? Says Wayne Edwards. Mainsley Aitland <laughs> Mo- Miles. <laughs> oh, you put yourself it. into a corner there, didn't you? You uh, recovered that. It's okay. Yeah, I'm losing it. Um likely I'll give it a solid 7 no, I'll give it an 8 I'll give it an 8 give it an 8 there's always room for there's always room for error but uh, I'm you know put it yeah, this way I can't see him going to Newcastle no and these two German clubs that have been tainted I mean there's not there's not any names of you know Wolves are, oh Wolves mate it's like anything you know in life uh, we went to go and get like I say Alana's car last week um and you know you, you call the dealership and you know it's a used car but you know, it's still a decent price and they're like okay well <coughs> can you come down in price and they're like well we've got a couple really. of very interested bidders yeah but I've got I've got I've got someone coming in you know who who are, who are really looking to to put some money down I'm like oh I bet they are absolute shocker shocker so uh, yeah it's just the same with anything isn't it the same with anything you've always got to have you've always got to get that little bit you know yeah. It is what it is, and you know clubs are clubs are willing to do that. They they own the player. They, you know they're they're contracted, you know for a decent amount. And then they can they can you know move the goalposts if and when they need. But it's it's about it's about knowing when to move on when you've been messed about too much. Yeah, it, it's oh, it's all part for the course. I think at the minute, yeah, just let's see how it goes. But we've made the Niles, but yeah, it's it's fine, fine. It's, Sarah, what player would you like to see most at Wolves from the latest transfer window? Quickly, one name, Joe. One name, and that's it. Uh, uh, Lionel Messi. Ah, uh, come on, <laughs> proper name. Um, uh, Ruben Diaz. Okay, Tommy Abraham off. for me, Sarah. Um, let's have a look. Do transformers have to take out life or car insurance? Says Lee Smith. Uh, both. 
Oh, both. Interesting. Expensive, expensive process. Yeah, you there. have to take out both. It's just like humans, you have to take out life and car. Do you know what? I was I was on Cartoon Network <laughs> the other day, and um, which is plays quite often in our house, even though we've got no children. Well, I was going to say, why it, did the dogs watch Cartoon Network? Yeah, we put we put it on for them. You know, the high pitch apparently it's good for dogs when you leave the house or whatever. It just gives them a little bit of comfort, and um, you know. <laughs> Um, I've been watching some Scooby Doo because I love Scooby Doo and Boomerang. So you know, there's some younger ones that are out there now, and some cartoony with the, they look a bit younger. I'm not massively fan of that. I prefer the old mm. school ones. But but for me, growing up, and this is again before your time, Joe, there used to be a fantastic show called Thundercats. I used to love it. Yeah. Thunder, 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 thundercats, thundercats. With Mumra, who was quite scary, uh, Lion-O, uh, Cheetah, uh, there was Panther, and all, all these, all these. Uh, Brilliant, brilliant show anyway. Um, and they've got a cartoon kids version now. I couldn't believe it. I watched it. It was terrible. Yeah, terrible. Could imagine. Um, just, to let you know, just just going off at a tangent. Um, if the club does bring back Maitland-Niles, uh, is the club viewing him more as a, as a midfielder or a right wing back or left wing back? I'd imagine. I'll let you answer that because I'm going to open the door because my dog's uh, screaming to get in. Uh, I'd imagine wing back at, at, at the earliest, you know, um, especially with Johnny being being injured but a bit of both really and just kind of I think it'd take a bit of time for Nuno to work with him and you know I think Dendonka was originally bought with the idea he'd perhaps be a defender for that right side of the back three but then he played in midfield and has, has never looked back really I know he's played in defence you know while while Bolly was injured but I think he could be that kind of player really you know perhaps first and foremost maybe a midfielder but for while Johnny's injured at least um, filling in left back a bit, left wing back a bit more. But once Johnny's back, and then there's Vinagra as well, and then you've got Doc, and you know, I, I think that maybe the onus is on more of him playing in midfield. Chris, uh, no, Simon Bede says, uh, can we expect uh, to see more domestic-based signings given our interest in Ducore and Maitland-Niles? Oh, I'm not sure about Ducore. I, no. I think that's, I, I've not heard anything, you know, no. concrete on Ducore. I, I, Seems like he's going to Everton. Um, but we we're making some moves, by the way. I mean, you know, yeah. we, we, say, we say that every year that, that Everton and Everton are probably looking to to the, to the do of, what Wolves have done, really, and, and they haven't done it. But you know, you look at James Rodriguez. Even though you know James Rodriguez is not the James Rodriguez of four or five years ago, uh, and you know, they're signing some some decent players, and you know, Ancelotti's definitely got some time now to to, to develop that squad, and and uh, they'll be they'll be they'll be looking to to get European football this season, absolutely, won't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can't get much worse than last season, to be honest. I mean, I've got a mate who supports Everton, and he basically just stopped watching them after lockdown because of a sour rubbish. Um, so yeah, they that they'll be going for it, and you know, the honesty is on walls to do the same. Um, but yeah, Decore, no, I, I, I don't think that one's going to happen, especially if Maitland Niles happens as well. Sid sixty four ain't Wolves Twitter great. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a roller coaster. I'll say that much. Um, yeah, it's uh, it depends which day you uh, catch it on and uh, what the uh, what the transfer scene's looking like. Absolutely. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, we've kind of talked about quotas, uh, Matt Kirby. Um, John Litter, so Littler says, do you think Nuno will wait to see whether Wolves will bring in players before he signs a new deal? I think it comes into the thinking a bit, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, it, it's got her really, and you know, it, it, 
as we, we've said already that that those comments post um, post Sevilla were, were were a bit of a statement, and you know he need, he needs he needs the backing really. I mean he, he's he's held up his end of the bargain obviously, and um, I think you know it's the time that he wants a bit more a bit more resources, a bit a few more players, and why not? And you know you can't begrudge him that at all. I mean he's he's made he's, he's made gold out of a out of such a small squad and by his choice by his yeah, choice I yeah. mean he, he, you know that, that's not because oh he's been limited in what he's you know he, that's his way of thinking but it's about getting more quality within that small group mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know that you've seen Gibbs White go, go out on loan maybe you know they'd be scout for one or two others I mean you know Oscar Burr with the best will in the world I mean you know what, what, what's what's it good for him just making up the numbers on the bench at Wolves I mean you know he's too good for the 23s but he's yeah. not he's, he's not going to break into that first team so get get him a lot. I mean you could even say the same about kind of a Max Kilman. I mean he may be kept around just because uh, you know, in 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 the in the short term, anyway. But you know, you've got a few players in that boat now, especially the ones that were making up the nine man benches mm-hmm. um, after, after the restart. So yeah, you've got a few players there that you can kind of get out on loan and kind of bring in their proper quality. You know, Maitland Niles being one, hopefully. You know, get that over the line, and then you know, at, at least at least two others for me, if not three. But um, yeah, it's about making that small group that you've got better. Football Scout, totally understand the position regarding crowds not going into grounds. However, what is the position regarding season tickets and waiting lists when we get back to, in inverted commas, normal? So we're still waiting for like a proper kind of um, clarification. They did put an update out the other week that was about um, kind of their kind of grouping people into addresses and, and kind of suggesting that that will be the way to kind of get fans into in, into the games, you know, on, on, a, on an address basis. So where where you live, obviously, etc. But um, Albion, um, of, of course, um, <gasps> have, uh, have put out something that they're doing. So they're not... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Quite a frog in your throat, weren't it? That to be fair. <laughs> um, so they are, they're not deciding to offer full seasons. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. They're, they're not offering full season tickets for this this coming season. Um, so what they're doing that, that fans have already kind of bought an early bird can either carry on over to 21 22 yeah. or request a refund by the end of September. Um, I'd imagine a few other clubs may take that approach. Sure. Um, I think that may be something that, you know, all these clubs, I'd imagine, be doing meetings as, as, as a kind of a group in the Premier League. Maybe not all of them, but I, I think, you know, clubs will be speaking to other clubs and just to get an idea of what everybody else is doing, just not to make sure that, you know, they make a PR gaffe and, you know, do something that's completely out the ordinary. So Albion have done that. I mean, Wolves have got, you've got all the loyalty points to kind of factor in, so maybe it'd be some sort of different arrangement there. Um, but yeah, that Albion approach seems to make a fair bit of sense, and I'd imagine a few other clubs will follow suit. It's just a case of waiting to see what Wolves do exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're looking at loyalty points and stuff, but then it's by address. I mean, if you just made it on loyalty points, goodness me, the. 
I just wouldn't want to start that meeting and going through everything. You know what I mean? Like you say, with address and location and loyalty points and whatnot, it's going to be it's going to be difficult decisions, isn't it? You know, if we are going to be limited in a certain yeah. capacity, it's a I logistical think, nightmare. I don't envy the people who are having to work it out. No, I think I think unless I've read this wrong as well, though, Joe. What is definitely for certain is that no away fans will be allowed in. That has been mentioned. That has been mentioned. That um, has been mentioned. That was one of the reports last week. mm. Um, I don't think the league have specifically stated that, but yeah. That would be gutting, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Especially, you know, I mean, obviously the... The game against Albion at, at Molyneux and the, yeah. and, the trip, and the trip to the Orphans, the, the whole point of it is, is kind of the, you know, I don't advocate violence, of course, but the whole sparring with the, you know, the kind of, you know, the war of the words and the back and yeah. forth chanting, that, that's that's what it's all about. So yeah, if you can't have that at all, then, it, you yeah. know, that'd be a real shame. Uh, Paul Mansell says, isn't it about time for another questionable lady story from Nathan Judah? We could have to go on to next week, when I'm sure you'd be able to find find one. Well, you, you, you say that, Paul, but uh, I might have, might have come across one this week actually. Uh, so, shall, shall, shall I divulge? Oh, go on then. Uh, quickly. Uh, so, um, anyway, very very short one. But basically, mum mum's looking for a new car. She's going to part exchange her car and going for a new car. She was like, well. I might treat myself. Let's let's you know splurge or whatever. I deserve it. I say you go for them. You go. So I might I might I might try I might try a Porsche. I might try I might try use Porsche and see what I want to do. So I'm like, oh, you should go for it. And incredibly, Mum lives in Hull. They've just opened a new Porsche garage in Hull. I mean, I don't know who's who's going to Hull with Porsche, but well, oh, we've got, we've got one on the Stafford Road. I mean, I don't well, know who's going there. Like, unbelievable. So anyway, <laughs> so she goes in last week and uh, just kind of like inquires about a couple of cars and and maybe looks at maybe a test drive. And uh, she's just leaving, and the woman on the front desk goes, um, "Are you, are you, are you Maureen Judah?" She goes, "Yeah, yeah." She goes, "Are you, um, are, are you mother of Nathan?" Oh, hello. She goes, uh, "Yes, yes, yes, I am." She goes, "Oh, um, how was he doing? I went on a date with Nathan years ago, years ago. I used to work in the casino in Hull. I'm like, oh, God, must relay me this. I'm like, oh God, oh, what's he doing these days? I'm like, oh Jesus. I mean, the, the, the sad thing is, I've got a clue who it is because I dated a lot of girls in that casino, so I, I've got no idea who it's going to be. But I kind of want to go just to kind of see who it is, but it can't, it can't be anyone particularly. Um, well, they've got to be a bit sketchy, haven't they? <laughs> A worker of the casino, a working... Croupiers, you know, so you know the dealers oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the valet girls and stuff like that. I was in there a lot back in the day, you know, playing poker till from you know nine at night until four in the morning, five, six days a well, week. So, you know, you, you, you got to know the staff pretty well. And, I was going to say it would be a second and, and arm would, in some would cases. It would have been your first arm, wouldn't it, back in those days? Yeah, much. yeah, yeah. It was... Um, it was, it was um, Sleeping it was there and washing there and... Yeah, eighteen to twenty, and then between twenty, when I was freelancing for the Sky and Satanta, probably between twenty three, th- no, twenty eight and thirty. Yeah, there were loads of people. I used to come back on Friday nights, play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just nonstop. Good days, good days, mate. Good days. Wild. Uh, Kyle Litchfield, why are our fans always in meltdown? I don't know. <laughs> no, not everybody is, are they? I mean, I get people that want to see stuff happening. I mean, it's obviously an exciting time of year and you want to see stuff happening, but yeah, it's uh, there's not going to be a transfer every day. You've just got to 
you've got to be a bit patient, unfortunately. Mustafa says, if Fosun do not invest heavily in this window, will we potentially get left behind with the big clubs and the middle table clubs, such as Everton, splashing the cash? Well, the, uh, you know, the, we talked about Everton there. They're going to they're gonna spend money. Um, you know, Ch- oh, I mean, I know it's a, a, a kind of maybe not a club that would be kind of coming from underneath, but Chelsea, I mean, that was a club that Wolves were, you know, within a chance of reaching for, for a good portion of that uh, season to, towards the end until they pulled away in the in the final few weeks. I mean, you look at how much they've strengthened and, and the names that can continue to be linked to them. I mean, you know, the gap between Wolves and them, if Wolves don't strengthen, could be, could be huge, really. So, yeah, um, you know, maybe it's not more so about the... You know the the Everton's, but but the the kind of the the top six that are already there. I mean, Arsenal have quietly done a fair bit of business, and they're doing a fair bit of business. And you know, Manchester United, you'd imagine, all at least make one or two. Um, you know, it, I know Wolves are a, a stretch off them at the moment, but even your Liverpool's and Man City's, you've got to factor them in because if Wolves want to be a club that is competing for European football year on year, then You've got to kind of take those clubs into mind. Yeah, you're not going to, you know, overtake them overnight, but you've got to you've got to kind of factor in the signings that they're making and the business they're doing, and making sure that you're not, you know, millions of miles away from it. To be honest, are wolves are wolves fighting for fifth and below? It's, yeah, well, is I, the top four not attainable now? Do you feel? You know, I mean, look, I'm, I'm being realistic uh, here, but you look at you look at Man City and Liverpool. They're not going to touch Man City and Liverpool. I don't care what you say. You know, Man United, I mean, look at the way they finish and you look at their team now. Um, I know they lost to Sevilla like, like Wolves, but they did batter them for most of the game. And you've got to think that they'd probably finish above Wolves in the table. Uh, you know, that was kind of like their, their down season. They managed to, to get back in and finish third, I think, in the end. You know, you look at Chelsea with this front four that they're going to have this season. Um, and they'll, they'll be looking at the title, let alone, you know, finishing the top four. It's going to be very difficult for someone like Wolves at this moment in time, I think, to get back in that top four. So are you looking at, at best, Europa qualification in fifth or sixth? I don't think you can all completely rule it out, but it's certainly going to be tougher. It's certainly going to be tougher. And, you know, Leicester nearly did it this season. I think Newcastle have done it in the past. And, you know, but yeah, it would take a monumental effort to do it. I mean, Wolves... You know, if they make the signings and carry on playing the the, the way that they have for for most of these three years, then they've got every chance. But um, yeah, you've got to you've got to make the signings. It's 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 the name of the game, isn't it? You've got to strengthen. You've got to get players in, and you've got to spend money. Um, let's have a look. What else have we got? I mean, look, you look at Leicester last season. I know they blew it in the end for Champions League football, but that, that's what you've got to try and uh, emulate, don't you? Is the fact that they can try and get in there and get in that pack and be that one that you know you think they're gonna. For that to happen, though, you need you need players to score a lot of goals. You know, Raul will have to score twenty plus goals, and someone else will have to score fifteen goals. Yeah, you know, Jota or Troy are going to, have to score fifteen, not five or six or eight, fifteen. Yeah. Uh, right. A couple more, and then we'll go, Joe. Uh, sorry for keeping you. I know you want to go home. Um, oh, I'm, I'm home. I'm already home. Well, you know what I mean. You know, just relax <laughs> with your wife. Um, McCall Inwin says, uh, "How do you how do you pronounce Chipotle?" Chipotle or Chipotle? Have you had Chipotle before? Chipotle is for me. Macaulay. Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> no, Chipotle isn't it? The Mrs. My Mrs. Favorite uh, Mexican food actually. So Chipotle. We're going down to, we're going down to London on uh, on Thursday. She's very excited to order that. I'll order some Chipotle, mate. Delicious, absolutely delicious. Going for dogs have got a groom on Friday morning. You see, so. 
Oh, um, okay. Got to go down to London for that. So I'm having to put mail on Saturday. Oh, mate, loving life. Where are you going? <laughs> um, I don't know where we're we going actually. Oh, come on. No, I I'm not, oh, come I'm not, on. I'm not quite sure. No. A pub meal, but you don't know where you're going yet. You've got a book, mate. You can't we just get... walk in these days, you know. Uh, you've got uh, to go on lists. You've got, no, no, go no, you got to go on lists. No, the missus, the missus booked tea. Yeah, oh, has done it. Oh, got the, got the pub booked. I, I didn't think to ask. Harvester? Yeah, I think it's going to be, yeah, one of those games, eh? Oh, oh, Harvester or Hungry Horse or something like that. Do you go dessert as well, do you? You go full shebang? Uh, not always. Not always. Not if you're like a harvester and you've got a salad bar on the mm. go, then just kind of stock up on the salad bar. Do they still do the, do still do the pubs where you, you eat in the, in the top and then you go downstairs and they've got loads of games and you, no. you get tickets for the games. You used to play like, you know, the ones where you throw the basketball and all of a sudden you, got, you, got, you finish up with like, you spent 20 quid, you've got two and a half thousand tickets and you can, you can trade it in for a soft football. In, in, in a pub? Yeah, like in the, in the pubs, yeah. No, that must have been like a a, a whole thing. Of maybe, it, of maybe, of yeah. It. Well, there was there was a whole one you should do it. You know, no, no. You want like the seaside there? That one, no. So maybe like arcades double up as pubs up there. No, oh, mate, they were great, mate. No, no, this is like a chain I, of pubs. I, I, I do like the sound of that, but I've I've never known it ever. Oh, but, but, really? But it, but it, if if you ever want to take me to Hall, and we'll go and visit one. Okay, mate. I'll, ta- I'll take it all. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of kicking around, mate. To be honest, but uh, we've got the deep, which is some sort of a deep sea adventure with fish and you know octopuses and all that kind of thing. So sharks. Uh, yeah, there's, there's probably there's probably a couple of sharks that you can uh, that you can mm. see, mate. Maybe feed. To be fair to you. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last one. Last one. Last Freddie one. Evans' new account says <laughs> Nathan, my favourite journalist. Uh, correct. Uh, no, it's not a journalist. Uh, <laughs> why is the club? I'll ask you, Joe. Why is the club being very cautious with making signings the last few seasons, and why haven't Bolly and Nuno signed new contracts? Uh, do Bolly first, because Bolly is um... Bolly is the, the 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 thinking is that he's not out of contract next summer. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so they, they they reckon he's he's actually contracted till twenty twenty three. There was something similar with Max Kilman. It's kind of said online that his contract was was due to expire. It, it's not. Um, yeah. So that's that's not a worry. I mean, no, no, uh, nothing will happen at least until he gets back. But it, but as we say, I think it might even be a few weeks then because I think the uh, you know the assurances or the you know the guarantees of getting bodies in. I think you know that does that does factor into it. Um, in terms of the club being um, kind of, kind of uh, quiet over the dealings that they do, I, I mean it, it's a approach that they've taken and it, and it works for them. I'm, I mean, I think a lot more clubs are, are doing it now. Really, I don't think it's just Wolves. I think everybody tries to keep stuff as, as as tight and as close to the chest as possible. I think Wolves perhaps more so than other teams, um, but it's and but it's their it's their style it's it's what works for them and i don't expect that to change um you know it it can be a bit annoying sometimes because you know trying to separate the kind of the you know especially from a fan point of view when you see all the all the rumors and things like that and you know the players that kind of get linked i mean paulinho paulinho as i say there's there's nothing of substance there you know for now anyway so yeah, it's it's their it's their approach, and it, it's 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 what has worked, and I don't expect them to change. But hopefully, come the end of the window, you know there'll be the results there for everybody to see, and you know hopefully no complaints. 
Joe, get yourself out of here, mate. Uh, enjoy the Hungry Horse of the weekend, and uh, oh, I will see well. you next Thursday-ish for um, for a chat as Wolves sign eight players, including Lionel Messi and, and, and Cristiano Ronaldo. I can't wait. Oh, Fantastic. mate, I bet you can't. <laughs> uh, for me, from Joe, great weekend, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.